Episode 13, Christian Ramirez. It's so much deeper than we thought. Water is super important and super overlooked and undervalued. You're listening to the Taylor Fit Podcast with Francis, where we explore wellness topics from A to Z, so we can take an active approach to improving our quality of life. Okay. Hey, Christian, I'm so grateful that you're here with us talking about our topic today, which is water. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I wonder if you might tell us a little bit about yourself first, and that way we can keep in mind what a great resource you are. And and I'm so grateful to have you today. Awesome. I'm Christian Ramirez, born and raised in New York. I've been working in the fitness industry for 19 years. I currently finished massage school. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm getting ready for the licensing exam in New York State. That's uh, a week from today. So. Oh, wow. So this is a nice little distraction from studying. So I'm glad we're having this. Good, good. I wish you the best of luck. Uh, thank you very much. So like I said, I've, you know, I've been working in the fitness industry for a while, uh, but I'm no expert on this topic. I, I just wanted to share some of the um, tips and tricks I've learned over the years from some of the people that I studied under or, or read from. And also I have some uh, podcast recommendations uh, if you want to learn more about water, where, where you could go find out more because... I think water is overlooked and undervalued. Definitely, definitely. You know, I agree with you 100%. Just being in this business, we look for those things that are like the foundation things that will help our people we're working with. And water is one of those topics that comes up over and over again. It just comes up. It's so well known that it's important, but it's often just the practical aspect that has it, again, be overlooked, right? Yeah. And sometimes because it's so well known, people think water is water. (laughs) Uh, But unfortunately, that's not the case. There is levels to this and there's a big difference between quality water and what you get out of your tap. Oh, wow. That's really good to know, right? You hear so often how good water is in different places. New York State water is supposed to be really good. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, the sewage system that it travels through is well over 100 years old and only getting older. That's true. That's true. Water may be good, but the pipes it's going through. Yeah. You know, I have a student who is a building manager and sees firsthand the pipes. They won't go near tap water. So it's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that is right. Yeah. We've got a heavy duty water filter. It's called the Berkey. The big Berkey. And I can't tell you the difference. Literally, who thought water had flavor? But it's so much better when it comes through that filter. It's amazing. Like, um, definitely the chlorine flavor's gone. Do you know what type of filter is the Berkey? Is it charcoal filter or is it reverse? uh, The filter that we have, it has the charcoal. And then it also has another, another component that filters out the fluoride. Yeah, that's good. I think that's a good idea even if you don't have thyroid issues um <laughs> i know the, and you, you could find um research to back up any side of this so, oh yeah but my personal belief from what i've heard and read is that fluoride is beneficial when it's applied topically to the teeth oh yeah right and, and but that's <laughs> a totally different thing than ingesting it and right. having it go through your digestive system. I have an analogy for that. You brush your teeth with fluoride. That's on the outside. The parallel would be you wouldn't drink shampoo to get your hair clean, would you? Yeah, exactly. Right? And even then, a lot of the studies are when they brush and dry a paste on your tooth. 
Uh-huh. Like, so they paint the actual teeth and it gets like baked in. And so a lot of the studies that we hear about the benefits of fluoride is that application. We shouldn't even really extrapolate that to toothpaste because it's going through a different process. I try to, um, to the best of my ability, avoid fluoride toothpaste as well. I try to avoid fluoride in my toothpaste. And for some reason, my kids are really like, no, yeah, mom, we got to have fluoride. And where does that come from? Where, where did they, they learn, learn that? You know, yeah, oh, I, they I, like that flavor or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I, I mean, I think it's also just, you know, from school or what the school is required to teach on these topics, especially in like health or hygiene class. Mm-hmm. I believe they still give that. I remember I had to do that in high school. Oh, yeah. But also, you know, when I take my kids to the dentist, that's that's essentially all I allow. I allow them to, to put the paste on. But that's the extent of it. That's all I want. That's the only exposure I want them to get because I believe that there is a lot of evidence showing how when you ingest it, it could wreak havoc on the system. So why take that chance? I don't think it's worth it with all the other things that we're getting bombarded with. (laughs) We're on the same page there, Christian. As being parents and just, you know, we we learn, read up on as much information we can and we try to do the best for our kids, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so filtration is huge and that's a good thing that you're doing that David Getoff has like a whole series on water and water filtration and the different types of water and the effects on the, so if you really want to like take a deep dive in water and filtration systems, you need to just search David Getoff on YouTube. I believe a lot of his videos are available on YouTube, but he also made a good point when, when shopping for a filtration system, what's most important is what do you have in your water? Because that's what you want to filter out whatever's coming in through your pipes. So a lot of times before you invest in a, in a good filtration system, you should do a simple test. Like, you know, you could send your water off to a lab and they'll tell you exactly what type of chlorine is used, what Ooh. fluoride and all this other stuff, or if there's any other contaminants coming in through it. And that's the one thing when, when you know, when they say New York water is good, essentially yeah. what they're really saying is that, yeah, you're not going to find a pathogen in our water. You're not going to find something that's going to infect you. Yeah. But, the reason why we don't get infected is because there's a tremendous amount of chlorine and there's a tremendous okay. amount of other chemicals to kill off all these bacteria. That's why they say our water is good because it has all this other stuff. Um, and then the other thing too is like, you know, and I, I would imagine in New York, it's probably higher than most other cities is that we do get a lot of pharmaceutical runoff in our water as well. So you'll find, you know, everything from like birth control pill residue to SSRIs and other things like that. So there's trace amounts of all this medication that you could get. From medication your tap water. Yes, in your yes. water. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily the ones you were planning on taking either, right? <laughs> Correct. Not the ones that you were prescribed. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah, so all these things. And, and in New York, too, there's probably a whole host of recreational drugs that may even be in our water. <laughs> oh, my God. All the more reason to look into it, having a good filtration system, right? Yeah. Yeah. And but and, and there's always like a, like a double-edged sword, right? Yeah. So you want to filter all those chemicals and things that, that could potentially be in your water. Mm-hmm. But then the problem with the filtration system is that it makes... The water so what is it like stripped it's like, like too clean and then now yeah, it's gonna exactly. is it gonna kind of like now draw minerals out of your body when it goes through your body or something exactly, is that exactly i believe it's like inert right it's like if i'm not mistaken it's inert right so it's too clean so instead of uh and you don't find water that way in nature right um, so when you drink it it wants to water wants to bind to minerals yeah. So it'll 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 leach the minerals from your body and then you urinate it out. Oh, 
Sí. Sana. So not only, so not only do you have to... Um, you better start taking more vitamins. No, there's another step. Not only, so not only do you filter your water, but then you want to remineralize it. Remineralize. Oh, I can't even say it. Remineralize your water. Yes, yes. And one of the simple... And they, they do sell supplements mineralization tablets for filtered water uh -huh. or like little little drops for filtered water uh -huh. um but uh, but another easy way is like if you get a good um celtic sea salt or celtic salt yeah celtic sea salt you know uh -huh. the white like the um they usually like grayish white salt um uh which is one of the better salts to buy um, okay and you just put a little bit in your water exactly you just, just put a little salt bit it up water. yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, you know actually like, i've i have um Himalayan sea, Himalayan pink salt. That would work too. That would work too. Um, uh -huh. Celtic is a little... Um, uh, well, Himalayan salt is way better than like just regular table salt or okay. anything like that. So yeah. that's definitely good. It's about um, the minerals, right? It, correct. It's yeah. about the minerals. So that the these things aren't ones. stripped. Yeah. 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 And and the rule of thumb for... Um, and you know, I learned this from uh, Paul Czech from the Czech Institute. Uh -huh. uh, the rule of thumb is... And it's easy to do with um, if you buy the salt, that's kind of they look like little rocks. So you could kind of, you know, eyeball how much you're putting in. Uh -huh. So I would have my, you know, thermos of water, which is, I don't know, it's like around 27 ounces. OK. Um, and so, you know, I just I'll throw in three little pebbles of salt, three okay. little rocks. And if you taste it, I let it dissolve. I give it a time. Right. And okay. if, if you don't taste the salt, that means you want to put in a little bit more. Okay, so you want so, to taste a little bit of the salt. Yeah, you want to you want to get like a little hint of it. It shouldn't taste salty, but you should taste that a little it hint with something. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then so you find it. So for example, for me, I got up to nine little pebbles of salt. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was putting nine pebbles in my twenty-seven ounces, letting it um, dissolve and and shake it up, and I'll drink it. If my wife was to take my bottle and take a sip yeah for her like seawater she's like oh my god this is like it's like you're like in the, beach. the sea oh god yeah, but i i only got a very small hint of salt uh -huh. but so that shows you that at that point in time i needed way more minerals in oh. my water than she did okay. like she could she could barely handle drinking that water but to me i hardly tasted the minerals so but depending on what your body needs you kind of yes. you get a sense you could get a sense for Correct. how much you need if you if yeah. you kind of happen to need a little more minerals you might be craving a little it, bit more of that saltiness then exactly exactly okay. but just remember it doesn't it doesn't really come out salty to me i don't taste the salt okay um, but that's how much i was able to mix in before it got salty okay and and, and i fluctuate from like three to three to nine okay so you know in really stressful times i'm closer to nine when things okay. are going well and I'm resting and everything I'm, I'm much closer to three okay well we want to go for the three then huh <laughs> yeah of course like, that, means, that means my body has most of what it needs and yeah. you know I'm, I'm good um but that's just a nice little way you know so you don't have to you know buy so many supplements and things like that not that i'm against it but you know it's just a nice little sure yeah why not it's simple right simple. but keep exactly. it simple right add a little yeah. bit of salt to your water and you're remineralizing it's not you know stripped too bare and it's not gonna pull out the minerals from your own body that's really what it comes Correct. down to right we just try to find that balance that's good yes, yes. yeah amazing and it also helps with um another another way to know if you need to 
mineral mineralize your water uh-huh. is if um if you find yourself you know constantly urinating like you know oh, i'm drinking i'm trying to be good and i'm drinking water but i need to you know use the bathroom every you know hour that water is going right through you because you're not absorbing any of it. And, and that's different than like retaining water weight. You know, we always hear like, oh, retaining water weight's bad. This is not what we're talking about. I'm just talking about um, the water is going through you too quickly because it, it's it's essentially leaching from you and leaving. So wow. if you find yourself using the restroom a lot and not retaining good water, um, it's because it's probably not enough minerals in not the water. Not enough minerals. How about that? So that's actually really practical. I love that. That's kind of like simple. There's a little practical way you can say, you know, is it working? Is it not working? You know, if you're peeing it all out, then, mm-hmm. you know, there's something up, right? You that's know, I think, exactly, yeah, you want to find that want. balance. That's not what you yes, want. No, you yes, want to keep some of that, you know, that goodness. Exactly. You know, hydrating it should, it should, your body. It should hydrate the body. Exactly. Fabulous. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Um, so, yeah, that's a nice little way to do it. Um, that's great. Yeah, yeah, those practical next... things are really good. You know, I um, in general, like I have some students that are like like really good at getting enough hydration in, and then some students that are really like, "Did you have any water today?" And the answer is always, "Oh, oh, no." Yeah. <laughs> well, I asked one of my students who is like really, really regular, like really hydrates and really does a good job. And this is the simple little trick that they gave me. They had a certain water bottle that they happened to buy that was like a flavored water. And then what they did was anytime they bought one of those, they would just continue to keep the bottles and then fill them up with regular water and then put a little bit of that flavor in each one. So they had kind of a stack of these in their their fridge. And so their basic secret was a little bit of flavor and keep it with you all the time. And that's how they really kept their hydration up. That was the simple practical tip that got them to do it. Because sometimes we know we're supposed to do it, but how do you actually, you know, make it happen? Yes, yes, that's a great point. And then also how much, how much do you need? And so you, that little tip uh, brought up two things um, I wanted to talk about today as well. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Okay, different types of water. And I know that sounds silly. <laughs> Did you, different types of water, yeah, like fruit water, water. And, and, and where does it go? Because um, uh-huh. if you have any type of, if you add anything to your water, uh-huh. uh, like a splash of lemon, oh yeah, or lime, or or you know, uh-huh. uh, of course, if you make tea, um, this is this is ultimately uh, changing how your body uses that water. Oh. So uh, when you drink pure mineralized water, okay, uh, I'm I'm getting the sense that pure mineralized water is going to be the winner here. Is that... No, 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 because you need because you you know it, it's it's just different. But yes, yes, okay. <laughs> so, but so, tell so, us so, more. Um, so and this is this and just let me preface this. This is uh this is what I learned from Guy Voyer, who's probably um sorry uh he's a doctor of osteopath. He's also a surgeon, a physical therapist. This is like a jack of all trades type of guy, wow. like a true, not jack of all trades, sorry. He's like one, like a true renaissance man that's still alive today um, at teaching. So if you are interested in any of the stuff, I highly recommend you look him up. Uh-huh. Um, but and I'm sorry, he teaches exercise courses and manual therapy courses okay. um, in osteopathy. Um, okay. And so he, he's a, you know, he was did all his medical training in France. Mm-hmm. Um, and in France, you know how um, 
doctors have residencies. Yeah. In France, there's a residency where it's just for using water as a treatment tool. Wow. Yeah, right? You think like what? <laughs> um, so when you drink pure mineralized water, uh-huh. your body, um, it passes you know, through the stomach and then uh, gets distributed through the body through the small intestine. Okay. And it goes into our intracellular environment. That means the pure mineralized water gets used inside of our cells. Uh-huh. Right? To run all the functions that, that are needed inside of our cells. Oh, and this is way, fresh in my mind. I just did an anatomy course and I, can, I have a picture in my mind. I'm like, it's literally like yes. visualize the cell. There's water on the outside. There's water on the inside. So you're talking exactly. about right inside that cell. Yes, yes. And, okay. and, and, and our cells perform so many chemical functions and reactions. It's kind of amazing. Um, and, and almost all of them are dependent on water. Yeah. Oh, my so God. This is, so this is what you're literally doing. Like, do you want to fuel these chemical reactions with, like, Poland Springs? I don't, I think you should reconsider. Reconsider? <laughs> yeah. So um, now when you, not any other water, like if it comes from coffee, tea, uh -huh. or fruit juice, yeah. right? Or even like, you know, if you just eat watermelon, right? The watermelon is, is a good amount of water and then everything else you're getting into it. Yeah. So when the, when the body has to filter it away from something, uh -huh. that that water gets solely used for the extracellular matrix. So that's the outside water, the, the water that the cells are bathed in, the water that your fascial tissue is bathed in, the water that, you know, goes into your, your vertebrae. But yeah, so when you have tea or when you put a little lime in your water, yeah. this water gets essentially almost used exclusively for the extracellular matrix. And then pure water is used intracellularly first. And then if I'm not mistaken, whatever is left over gets used in extracellular matrix as well. That's pretty wild. There's a whole balance. I don't know if I'm going to be, remember, be remembering it exactly, but I just I have a visualization in my mind of the, the sodium-potassium pump. It has to do with the way that your cells yes. draw the water past that cellular membrane and into the cells themselves, and then how that process gets reversed, and then the water flows from the inside of the cells to the outside of the cells as well. It's the sodium potassium pump. But, that, um, that is one of the pumps. Yeah. And um, then the movement of uh, sodium and potassium is just like what kind of does almost everything, right? All of our nerves react to that um, interchange between sodium and potassium, right? The resting um, voltage of our cells is, yeah. uh, is um, negative 70 millivolts. And that number is determined by the environment that, potassium in the cell and sodium outside of the cell create right so when all these things are triggered it's essentially triggered by this flow of uh, sodium and potassium it's pretty wild that the the functions that go on in our body are just so miraculous yes like, and i want and another thing i just thought <laughs> that you bring it up is that these are the functions that we know of right and, and yeah. yes we've been studying this for a long time and we've been learning <laughs> and i mean we as like the collective we yeah but there's a lot of processes we still don't know about oh you the, know you know what that reminds me of, Christian? I know this is kind of taking a tangent, but just to bring in this reference that we had spoken about before, the things we don't know about, and like there's this book called The Hidden Messages in Water mm -hmm. by Masaru Emoto. And yeah. he talks about literally the conversations that go on. The body is made up of such a huge percentage of water that um, you could literally see the crystals 
the crystallizations change in shape, you know, with, with the way that speech is used around water. Okay. It's said to be the most valuable contribution to the creation of a positive future for our world. That's like the quote from um, looking up this book, The Hidden Messages in Water. And, and uh, it's pretty fascinating yeah. to see that speaking of like things we just yes. baffle the mind, but um, it's yeah, amazing. The, 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 absolutely. The stuff he did was, you know, it was kind of wild. You know, he'll put, he'll put water in vials mm-hmm. and he would have um, in one portion of the, the studies, he'll have, you know, a schizophrenic patient in a mental um, ward mm-hmm. um, to hold the water and, you know, just, do what they normally do. And then another set of water, he'll have monks while they're in prayer holding a vial of water. Right. And then he crystallizes both. And when you look at the, the, crystals. the one that the schizophrenic, yeah, when you look at the one that the schizophrenic was holding, it's very ragged and, you know, just it looks kind of like blah, you know? Like non non harmonious, right? Yes, like this yes. it, it matches kind of like the the yeah. environment that it the was environment that it was in, yes. In, and yeah. then and because when you look at the monk, it's it's it looks like beautiful snowflakes, like beautiful snowflakes. Perfect crystal, yeah. symmetrical. Um and then, you know, so and they did several um iterations of that where you know, they had somebody listening to loud music and getting, you know, like amped up from the music <laughs> yeah. versus listening to classical music and trying to relax and just, you know, yeah. whatever. and they were getting similar things as the monk praying versus the schizophrenic, right? So yeah. whatever you were saying into, you know, whatever you were trying to um, emote, and I think yeah. that's when you know the things, um, yeah. it, it was it was transferred into the water. Yeah. And I know this sounds kind of crazy, but for anybody in the tech world, I know that even technology, I don't know if it was mainly military or if, or if it's ever going to reach the um, mainstream, but you know, they, they look at how to potentially use water as a hard drive. Um, so there's people like looking into that, like, because it had the potential to store so much information. Oh, my and gosh. It, yeah, and then when you know, uh, again, I'm just, I just finished massage school, but I'm learning a lot about it. And you hear about, you know, sometimes when you're massaging and you can release like a knot or release some tension, sometimes you'll get yeah. an emotional outburst from oh, somebody. Yeah, you this. hear about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's people in the in in the manual therapy world that are saying that essentially that yeah, because our memories and our traumas do get held in our fascia and the water in the fascia. Yeah. The fascia is like the big water transportation system of the body too. Yeah. So imagine if if there is, you know, so Emoto showing that if you think harmonious thoughts or if you think negative thoughts, you're going to form water to in, in a certain fashion. Yeah. Right? So maybe a knot in your in your fascia or in your tissue is a is some traumatic event that you held on to and sort of saved it there so you didn't have to deal with it anymore. Uh-oh. And then when it finally gets worked out, in a, in a session. Oh, you get right? to finally let it go. Yeah, right. And, and the release of emotion outburst. happens. Exactly. And they have that outburst and they have that thing. So why, why that outburst? It must be because that was holding some type of memory or it was holding some type of thing that got released. And, and again, that, you know, we're, we're drawing parallels here. I don't think yeah. you know, we, they haven't proven that yet. Per se. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a plausible I, hypothesis. I think it's worth considering that. one 
author that I really appreciate. His name is Eknath Eswaran. So Eknath Eswaran is, is a huge, he's not the only one, but I, I think of this when I think of him, but he, he talks about how what you take in through your senses, it's, it's a big yoga concept too, like what you take in through your surroundings, through your sensations, what you take in through your senses really affects you. You know, again, Eknath's not the only person who said that, but I, I think of him when I think of that, you know, so the the input affects kind of your outlook on the world and then it affects how you present yourself too, I think. Yeah, and like, you know, and this is something that I want to dive into, just like how, how connected all these things are, right? And how yeah. important our self-talk is, our frame of mind. And when we experience these things, how do we frame those for ourselves in mm-hmm. the healthiest way possible? Yeah. Because it's all important. It's, it's all, all important. important. It's all important. Yeah. I have a big motivator, you know, because my kids, I always feel like I got to try to be the best example I can for them, you know, to try to have a good home environment, you know, just, you know, it's important. I feel the importance, you know, of, of uh, passing that information on to you know, these amazing human beings, you know. Yeah. So I think we covered a lot, but I have a few more yeah, things that I wanted to. Um, yeah, no, that's so another good. Like, quick tips when you're thinking about how much water to drink the one you always hear is eight glasses of water but doesn't make sense for like a six foot tall man or like a 12 year old girl like they're both gonna have eight glasses of water so you you have some insight on like how we're gonna break this up right yeah yeah the other thing that's important is activity oh okay so you want to look at you know so for a moderately active woman Mm -hmm. um and again this is a generalization but you're looking at like 1.5 liters minimum uh-huh. And then a moderately active man should be having three liters minimum. Now, if you are, again, a 240-pound, six-foot-six man, uh-huh. you may probably need more. Or if you're, you know, a five-foot-eight, 170-pound man who works out a lot, you're probably going to need more than three liters. Okay. Um, and same thing, you know, if a woman who's um, who's in marathon training, you know, a five foot two marathon runner, you know, you're going to need more than one and a half liters. Uh-huh. Um, but that's like, you know, for let's just say average size, not a big workout person, you're looking at 1.5 liters for for women and a, and a three liters for men. But uh-huh. here's the other thing we need to be careful of. What's that? Is the uh, timing. Timing. Oh, this yes. is a good thought. Yeah. And again, I learned this from Giveaway, Dr. Vosteopath. If you drink, and now we're going to talk just about pure mineralized water now. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of inspired about mineralized water now. <laughs> I'm a, a lover of uh, herbal teas. So I'm like, okay, I love me my herbal tea, but I think I might kind of have to switch it out for some just mineralized <laughs> water now. No, no, no. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you when you can have your herbal teas too. Um, oh, okay, good, You know, good. based on what Giveaway recommends. Okay. Um, so if you're gonna have pure water, uh-huh. you want to have it alone. So essentially, what this means is, if I wake up and I drink, first thing I do is probably sh- you should do is drink a drink as much water as possible when you wake up. Okay. Probably one of the best things you could do as soon as you wake up. I shouldn't ingest anything for 15 minutes. 15 minutes. It's good to yes. have like a time frame. Yes. So if I'm on an empty stomach and I drink water, mm-hmm. if I drink water and wait 15 minutes, I know that water goes straight into the intracellular matrix first. Ah. And then anything that's left over goes into the extracellular matrix. Perfect. That's right? really um, good to know. Because it's pure. But now I'm to nourish I, those cells, man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, however, if I wake up, drink my um, you know cup of water. Uh-huh. And then quickly make my breakfast and eat it within 15 minutes. Yeah. That water gets mixed with the food. And it's the same thing like drinking tea. 
Okay. Right? I lose the benefit of drinking pure water. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and also there's other reasons why you should, you know, if you, if you drink too much water while you're eating food, it, it could it dilute like, your digestion. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, um, so, you acids. know, so if, so if you want to have tea with your, you know, with, um, with your food, uh-huh. that's a great time to have it, you know, just sip it slowly and, and enjoy go. your tea or right after your meal is a yeah. good time to have these, uh, you know, teas or, or a little bit of fruit juice or, you know, what okay. have you, but water should be taken in on taken an empty in. stomach. Yeah. So now here's the thing. So let's say you eat a meal, uh-huh. um, and you want to, you want to drink water to, to benefit the extra, the intracellular matrix. Yeah. You take it two hours roughly after your last meal. Oh, okay. So if you have lunch and you finish your lunch at one, the okay. next time you should drink water should be three o'clock. Now, I mean, if you're thirsty and you want to drink water, you go ahead and have water at sure. one, but it's yeah. just not, you know, it's going to be used differently in the body. You want to know where it's going. Exactly. So it's going to be effective. Exactly. So the rule is, you know, when you drink water, it's either going to be two hours after you eat uh-huh. or 15 minutes before you eat. Okay. I'm going for the 15 minutes. You know why? Yeah. I'm going to forget. <laughs> I'm going to forget. Like, you know, yeah. I actually have a friend, one of my son's good friends, dad, who's super fit. He's an actor. And I I get so many tips just on the fly. Like, um, you know, when the kids were smaller and they were hanging out in the playground, he was like one of the dads on the playground and would have all these great tips. And and he was in, you know, he's an actor. He's in great shape. He really knew how to, you know, lean out for the role. And that was one of his tips. First thing in the morning, you drink a big glass of water. That's it. Yeah. You know, and that's, I'm grateful. That's so, that holds true then. I'm going to keep, keep uh, following those tips then. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of benefits of getting Yeah, that's great. Another one is, so let's talk about, you know, like if you wanted to, if you don't have a filter yet and you want to get in some quality water and, you know, you have the coin to spend on this, San Pellegrino is one of the better ones. Oh, okay. I, I personally prefer to, as best as I can, buy in glass bottles. Oh, glass I bottles? To, I, I try to avoid plastic bottles for a host of reasons. Um, right. Um, but, you know, it, it, sometimes it's unavoidable and it's not terrible. Uh, but yeah. like, So for that reason, San, Pe- San Pellegrino and um, Gorlsteiner, you know, it's like a, I believe it's a Polish company, Gorlsteiner is another heavy mineral water. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then some other ones, and again, this is from Giveaway, and this is like um, uh, the mineral content you want for specific goals. Uh-huh. Um, for example, if you are an endurance athlete and you're getting ready for a long race, Fiji is a is the better brand for for um, replenishing replenishing what, your what minerals. You're losing. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad you're letting me know Fiji. this. Uh, my boy is really big into cross country and, and, um, he's, he's, he's asking for Gatorade like a lot lately. And, mm. but I'm trying to, you know, encourage him water as well, but it's good to know if for an endurance, like, um, kind of what yeah. to, what to keep in mind. Yeah. And he, I mean, there's definitely going to be a good, you know, he's, you, I mean, there's way better options than Gatorade, but you know, he's definitely needing like a good electrolyte. Um, oh, replenishment after it too yeah. um but yes but fiji is going to be the good water for him okay, um uh if um you know for um bone health uh-huh. you're looking at the mineral content of avion and again this is what the what they use in france when they're using water as medicine this is what Givoy mentioned uh-huh. 
And uh, fasting, although I'm not a huge fan of fasting for a host of reasons, and maybe we could get into that in another show. Uh, oh, we'll do another episode thing. on fasting. Yeah, right? um, Volvic is the brand that he recommends for if you're going on a water fast, or, okay. or, or even if you're doing intermittent fasting, um, you know, you should okay. drink Volvic. Okay, so the reasoning behind the different waters for different things, so like endurance, bone health, fasting, has to do with the mineral content then? Correct. Correct. How about that? And this comes from Guy Voyer? Yeah, Guy Voyer. Uh, okay. And uh, there's other there's other things. And, you know, this is an easy Google search. You could, you could look for it. When you look at the places in the United States that's had the most beauty contestant winners. Oh. Right? Like, uh, okay. you know, like, you know, that's the, the nice pearly white teeth, the symmetrical yeah. face, all this other stuff. They have a very similar mineral content. How about like that? Like mineral, the mineral content of their water is very specific. It's very similar. That's beauty contest water. Woo, woo. Yeah, let's yeah, bottle yeah. that. And I want to say, you know, there's a place in Texas that's like, you know, made made quite a few pageant winners. And, and they're looking that? at the, um, they made a correlation to that water. Um, another one is they found correlations with places with the least amount of suicides. Those, that water in wow. those places tend to have more um, lithium natural lithium wow in their, in their groundwater groundwater yeah you know, essentially groundwater is filtered by the earth spring waters and i think spring waters other word for it, right sometimes spring water the youngest spring waters are like two thousand years old like wow. but really you it, the spring water is really really old water that's been filtered through the layers of earth and that is the best source of natural water you could get. And there are uh, sources, LiveSpringWater.com. You can find places where where you could go to a natural spring and bottle your own water. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Kristen, can you say once again, so you said that there are places with the most beauty contest winners. They analyzed the mineral content of their water. Uh-huh. And, um, and it had a very similar... To, to other places where you find a lot of beauty contestant winners. That's wild. And then beauty winners, yeah. you mentioned that water that happens to have more lithium in it. Are all in places where you see lower rates of suicide. Wow. And That's you know, lithium, wild. Lithium is, it's two funny things about lithium. Lithium is, um, uh, no, not funny, but one, lithium is used uh, for most bipolar medications. If, uh, you, so if you have bipolar one, that's one of the prescribed medicines for that. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Seven Up used to have lithium inside of it. The soda company, the, they they would bottle lithium inside their Seven Up. Wow. Um, I believe lithium on a periodic table is like you know it's either six point nine or like or seven, and that's why it was called Seven Up because. Oh shoot! Yeah. Seven Up. Wow. Yeah, so so Coca Cola used to have cocaine. Seven oh my god. <laughs> what the heck? Oh my gosh. Wow. At least they were calling it what they, uh, yeah, what they, exactly. what they put in there. Right. So seven from the lithium and Coca from the Coca-Cola. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. So no false advertisement there. Just, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's evolved since then and they just like changed things, but yeah. Yeah. And you know, of course it was, um, trace amounts of lithium, but there's, yeah. uh, you could, f- you know, there's people who sort of, um, now again, you want to be very careful with this and you may want to consult an expert, but, um, there's, um, 
you could also add that to your if you make you know if you want to mineralize your water you could put a little uh you know a very small amount of lithium way it's way smaller than like any medicinal dose you'll find you know Mm -hmm. but you could purchase the they sell lithium over the counter in very small tablets that you could dissolve in water and you know just take it slowly over you know the course of the you know the week or the or the day Oh, wow. But there are people who do that to their water. They put a little lithium in it as one of the many minerals combinations. There's actually a great website, kk.org. Kk.org? Just the letter K twice? Yep, that's it. Yeah, Kevin Kelly. Essentially, it's Kevin oh, Kelly. Kevin Kelly. Uh, yeah, .org. And I'll give you this link for the show notes. But they have essentially how you could make your own soda stream. Oh, you okay. Know, but, so, but instead of making soda, you can make your own san pellegrino right you oh, can okay. order you can order the minerals from like amazon in bulk and then you you put it in a bottle and carbonate the water the filtered water oh, right? so nice. you put the minerals the filtered water and then you hook it up to the little uh carbon um co2 tank and yeah. carbonate your water How yeah. about so that? it's another nice way you know to you know if you really get into this and you want to make your own mineral water you can and you save a little uh, money in the long run sure why not right yeah that's so find, interesting. Yeah, yeah. What's possible? Absolutely. So this has gone like way deeper than just like let's stay hydrated, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. I was going to tell you the story about two different Dixie Cup stories. Let's hear it. There's two different ways you can look at this. Like I used to tell my students this when we were trying to encourage them to stay hydrated, right? Because mm. you know, oftentimes you know it's not happening. So um, one thing was. You, you want to choose your Dixie cup story that you're going to, that you're going to fall into. So the first story is this. So my sister is a nurse and she told me about this thing. There was a certain period of time where this was happening a lot. They would get these patients coming in, they were dehydrated and she sort of knew right away, like the similar type of patient would come in and then right away she would know, oh, Dixie cup syndrome. And what that meant was a certain nursing home in the area. What was happening in that place was that they weren't getting enough water. Literally, they would get like a little Dixie cup of Mm. water and that's it. And they just weren't getting it in that particular facility Uh that happened to be nearby where she was working. And as a nurse, you you start to see patterns and you you can recognize things. So that's one Dixie cup syndrome. And so then if you want to be on the flip side, though, I had a student who like recommended this, like from my class, she said that what she would do is she would line up Dixie cups with water on her counter and each one was filled with a certain amount of water. So anytime she walked by that place in her house, she had to pick up on a Dixie cup and take the water like a shot. <laughs> we had a big laugh about it. So you're either going to do the Dixie cup syndrome where you're like, "Uh Oh, not enough. Or you're going to be like, come on, give me that Dixie cup. <laughs> and then yeah. pretend like you're having a good old time. <laughs> Yeah, well, whatever tricks you can do to get it in, I think it's yeah. important to sort of set your day up so that it just becomes habit and you don't have to think about it. So yeah, I think it's that's built a, in. That's a great, yeah, exactly. You want to build it into your routine. There's a couple of different recommendations, too, that, that I had heard. So my yoga mentor, Mukunda Styles, he came from the Ayurvedic viewpoint. And one of the things that he had recommended was that you drink half your body weight in ounces of water per day. Mm-hmm. It's another perspective um, it doesn't, yeah. that doesn't take into consideration how much exercise you're getting. That's so that's a, it's a different thing, Correct. but you know, it, it, it was a recommendation that I heard at one point, what I would do sometimes as an exercise 
but look at someone's body weight, figure out what half is, and then just figure out how much water that would be for one day. So oftentimes my students were kind of like, shocked at like how little they were getting in comparison to that number we found absolutely and one recommendation i tried to do was to tell them look if you're supposed to have you know certain amount of ounces of water per day and we split it up over the course of the day maybe check in like by noon maybe hopefully you will have had half that amount and at least if they're checking in at noon to see if they've gotten half and they haven't done that then they're at least getting on it you know, so that they're not waiting till the end of the day. That's another problem is you don't want to drink too much right before you go to bed. Something uh-huh. leave a little space, maybe two hours before you go exactly. to sleep, you know, before you, so that you're not having to wake up and use the restroom and then disrupt your sleep. That's another thought. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, just like the other ones, that's a, that's a great baseline to start. It's the bare minimum. Another thing you also want to remember is that when you feel thirsty, it's too late, isn't it's it? It's too late. Yeah. Most people think that's a sign of dehydration. That's not. You're already way past dehydration. You're, you're past yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times we mistake thirst for hunger. So a lot of times when you feel like you're hungry and you need to eat, mm-hmm. just try drinking some water, waiting mm-hmm. 15 minutes, and usually you're fine. Usually your body just confused thirst with hunger. Wow, that's interesting. Or, or you re, or you programmed yourself to every time you felt thirsty, you just ate. And then, you know, you got into the habit of eating when you were actually thirsty. Wow, that's a big so one you, right there. Yeah, so that's just a nice little switch. If you, if you feel hungry, just drink uh, eight ounces of water, give yourself 15 minutes. And if you still need food, then, then you know you are hungry. Go ahead, have your meal or whatever it is you were going to snack on. How about um, that? Yeah. That would save a lot of calories in one day then if you... Yeah, okay. I could help with that as well, yeah. 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 Especially if you were just overeating because you got the signal to eat, but in reality, it was just thirst you were having and you had enough calories. Wow, how about that? Yeah, especially if you're overeating, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's a good tip, right? Try try some water first, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's, you know, there's so many things to get into about water. One of the books I'm excited to read, and that really starts to talk about a lot of the benefits of why water is so important and how water works in our body, is Gerald Pollack's The Fourth Phase of Water. I haven't read it yet. I'm looking to read it finally after I'm done studying for this test. It's one of the first things that's on my uh, to-do list. Oh, great. Um, because uh, this is, like I said, like it's so much deeper than we thought. Water is super important and super overlooked and undervalued. Definitely. Wow, this is so much information. I'm so grateful, Christian, for your research on water and our conversation just to flesh out, so to speak, (laughs) some more helpful tools and tips and tricks. Thank you so much for your insight on the information. I'm wondering, Christian, if you could let us know where we could find you. Absolutely. I just want to leave you guys off with one of my favorite quotes from Paul Check. He says, the best Solution for pollution is dilution, and the best way to do that is with water. Oh, um, I love so, it. <laughs> um, and uh, you can find me on Instagram at Christian Ramirez NYC. So that's uh, at Christian Ramirez NYC at Instagram. That's the thing I use the most right now, and that's the best way to get in contact with me. Oh, that's great. You got to love a good Instagram connection yeah, yeah. now. We're going to look you up, Christian. That's awesome. Okay, great. Yeah, awesome. thanks so much. We look forward to no having problem. you on the show again soon. Awesome. I'd love to be back. Awesome. All right, Take thanks. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Based on what we talked about, I made a free download for you that is a printable water tracker. You can put it on your fridge and stay hydrated and keep track. You can find it in the show notes and also on the resources page of my website, taylorfitwellness.com. Take care, be well, and we'll see you next time.
Thanks. Bye.